Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. And give you a word that's going to launch us into next year. Somebody say necessary endings. I want you to turn with me to Philippians, the first chapter. Philippians, the first chapter, the sixth verse, it says this. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. (laughs) Somebody say necessary ending. He that began a good work in you will bring it. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I've got an it. began a good work in you he shall bring it to completion (laughs) oh I can stop right there he's going to bring it to completion do you hear me God's going to bring the thing that he started to completion got to understand he's the one that began it he's just using you you think it's about you the screwdriver never says you know I'm building this whole house it's just a tool it understands its role in the process tell somebody you're just a tool But God is the architect. He is the one that drew up the plans. He told Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for you. I know the plans. I'm the architect. It is not an accident that Jesus was the son of a carpenter. The one that had plans and built things. God is the architect. I'm going to let y'all sit down. But can you tell somebody, God is doing this. That should allow you to get at least an extra half hour of sleep at night because it's not your job to make it happen. It's your job to obey what he says and to be a tool in the hand of the master. Why are you trying to work something out that God's already got plans for? Some of y'all been up worried. How am I going to do this? You didn't say you didn't throw God's word back in his face. Not to be disrespectful. God, you are the one that began this work. Now, I don't know the next step to make, but I know you do not, you do not take pleasure in me failing or falling. So therefore, I need some direction. I'm not going to move. I'm going to turn my plate down. I'm going to do whatever is necessary to get the next move. Because you began this work. And you're the one who's going to complete it. I'm 
just a tool. I'm just a vehicle. I'm just a conduit to get your will done in the earth. So I just need you to give me some direction, Lord. He who began the work is going to finish the work. Translation of the scripture. He who began the work is going to finish the work. You may be seated. Numbers 23 and 19 says this in the New Living Translation. It says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. This is a New Living Translation. I love it. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Oh, my goodness. Woo, we can preach right there. God is not a man. Tell somebody, God is not a man. So he does not lie. Then it says he is not human. Tell somebody he's not human. Therefore, he has not changed his mind. That should be encouragement to somebody. Well, maybe he don't, maybe, maybe, maybe God has dried my brook up. We'll find, we'll find some legitimate scripture to justify when we want to act silly. You know, he dried, he dried the brook up for the prophet. Maybe it's just time for me to move on. God has not changed his mind. Even though he may not be speaking, he has not changed his mind. What is your last instruction? Your job is to do the last instruction until he gives you another instruction. That was worth the trip. He has not changed his mind. Just about he has not changed his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Come on now. God's name is at stake. This, this, I just, I'm, these questions that this scripture is asking, I want you to think that in your mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act upon it? Has he ever promised something and not carried it through? Tell somebody, God's name is good with me. He's got a good resume. He's never left us. He's never forsaken us. And so we're going to talk about necessary endings. I'm going to talk for the next few minutes. Your ending matters to God. We just talked about God being a good father. Somebody say he's a good father. We just talked about God being a good father. And any good parent wants their children to do well. It's a reflection on the parent that your children do well. Now, you can't control everything they do. They're going to get crazy, they're going to bump their head. But if you train up a child in the way you should go, when it's grown, eventually it won't depart. It's going to come back to what you taught them. Amen? Anybody got faith in that? They're going to come back to what you taught them. But your finish, your ending matters to God. How you end the thing matters to God. I want you to let that seep in. God has a vested interest in you doing well. When you do well, the kingdom does well. I'm going to say that again. When you do well, the kingdom does well. When you're looking healthy, wealthy, and wise, 
It's a good advertisement of God will elevate you. And it's not just about money. Because there are plenty of people that have a lot, of, a lot of money that don't have peace. They're worrying about how I'm going to keep it. Drug dealers got rooms with stacks and stacks of money. But they're worrying every time a police car drives by, are they coming to get me? Got to sleep with a gun under the pillow and a gun in the bathroom and a gun in the holster right here. That's not peace. When Jesus said, I come that you might have life and life more abundantly, God said, I want you to have a life without any regrets. I know we, we can tend to, at the end of the year, tend to be very reflective of what happened in the year and we can put God on the timetable. But you have to understand that this period of this year is just a scene, it's just a chapter in a larger story. We put God, we hear God, I know you're going to bless me. I know you want me to start that business. I know you want me to do this. And we, we, ultimately, we it, uh, ultimately take what God has spoken in the eternal and we bring it to the temporal. Now, God, you got to do it within this time because I'm this old and I'm at this stage. We take something God has spoken in eternity where there is no time and we bring it down so our infinitesimal minds can conceive it. Well, God, that means you must got to do this. That means you got to, must got to do this. We will even reject some of what God says. And God, that can't be for me. You remember, you remember Sarah? Sarah at the time? Angel came and told her, you're going to have a child. She started laughing. Not because she had joy. She said, how could this be? I passed my childbearing years. But I want you to know when God speaks a word, Dead things come to life again. As a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, it's just like God for you not to fit the description for what he's calling you to. <laughs> if you were young and strapping and, and all those things, of course, yeah, that makes sense. You know, but you know, but you know, the God defies conventional wisdom. His ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. And so, I'm just here to remind you to shake your collar, to let you know that your ending has yet to be written. Oh God, I thank you. And your ending has to be good. It is necessary that your ending be good. There are people in this room who say, oh, God, here's another year. Just a reminder of what I'm not, a reminder of what I didn't accomplish. God said, don't get your eyes off of where you are. I don't see you for where you are. I see you for where I'm taking you. I see you from the vantage point of the destination that I called you to. And if you can take your eyes off the temporal and look at the eternal. God's, God is saying, I've got a necessary ending for you. I want you to write this down. Here's why your ending is necessary. Because it is necessary that God wins. 
He's never lost. He has to win. Tell somebody he has to win. It's necessary that God wins. And so whatever God has to do so that he comes out on top, he's going to do it. I don't care what enemy's heart he has to squeeze. God's going to win in the end. Oh, God. So you got to understand, if you connect that, that he is the one that started the work. He's the one that's going to finish the work. He's going to complete the work. And he's always going to complete with him winning. It takes the pressure off of you. That God, I'm just riding the wave that you started. And if my actions, my deeds, my focus is toward what he, what he loves, why would he not give me favor? Come on, y'all. We can get so caught up in the drama of now that we lose focus that this, this is a marathon. It is not a sprint. The race is not given to the swift. It's not given to the strong. It is the one that endures to the end. And in the end, you will win if you stay with God. Somebody in this room is really is ready to give it up. Ever since I started trying to live right, seemed like all hell broke loose. Well, if I was the devil, I would try to discourage you to come back with me. But you got to understand the devil in his cunningness and his foolishness, he's prophesying to your future. He does not attack somebody who is not a threat to him. So by virtue of the devil wreaking havoc in your life, he is confirming, the baby's getting it, she's shaking her head on the front row. the, The devil is confirming that you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing. He is just trying to disencourage. He's trying to discourage you. Because he knows that he can't stop you, but you can. But God said, I need you to hold on because it's necessary to the ending that I wrote out when I formed you in your mother's womb. Some people that lost some relationships. That lost some things, lost some people. God said it was necessary for the ending. Some of the things we blame it on the devil, it was God separating the wheat from the tear. He was drawing a line of delineation. Whose side are you on? God said it's necessary. It's necessary that God wins. It's necessary that the kingdom be expanded. And it's necessary that souls are redeemed back to God. That's what God cares about. God cares about winning. He cares about his kingdom overtaking the kingdom of darkness. And he cares about a soul being redeemed back. Ask yourself. Is my life right now, is it in alignment with God's agenda? Is it in alignment with the kingdom being expanded? What are you doing that the kingdom may be expanded? Who are you witnessing to? Who are you serving other than yourself? What soul have I impacted on this year? God said, if you see to it that my agenda 
is achieved, you leave me with no other choice but to bless you. See, we've been looking at it the wrong way. God bless me, bless me, bless me, then I can do more for you. God said, if you do what you, if you, do what you can do on the level that you're at, I give seed to the sower. I will empower you. I will squeeze hearts of people of influence. If you seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other, in his righteousness and all these other things will be added. We've been focusing on the, all the other things, but God said, if you focus on my kingdom, I will focus on your ending. Turn with me to Hebrews first chapter. 12th chapter, I'm sorry. 12th chapter, the first verse, it says this. Therefore, we are also, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Can I put a pin right there? Run the race that is set before you. I can't run your race. You can't run your cousin's race. People will try to superimpose what they're going through on your life. This is what I would have done, girl. And this is what I would have done, man. Last time, I, I, God said that's why we got to seek godly counsel. Godly counsel will tell you, look, this is what I went through when I went through, but you go to God for yourself because you got to run your race. Oh. See, this will keep a lot of confusion out of your mind. See, we talking to uh, him, him, her, and everybody, and we got so many people's opinions in our head, and God said, if you would just come to me, I am the knower, I am the seer, I, I, I perceive it, I know everything, I know the plans I have for you, and if God knows the secrets, why are we talking to everybody but him? Run your race. There's a reason they put blinders on horses. It's to keep them focused. That if they saw another horse and galloping, they, 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 they go over there and they get some dirt in their eye from the side and get them off, but they got blinders that all they can see is what's in front of them. And they have to trust the, the jockey that's on their back. That you know when to tell me to go faster and you know when to tell me to go slow. If we could live life with blinders on, that I'm not going to let height, no depth, no things present, no things to come, no any other things separate me from the love of God. Can I see a hand of people that got distracted this year? There's everybody in this room. Now think about what you could have accomplished had you not gotten distracted. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm saying you so it is necessary that we have focus and that we run our race. There was a lane. There was an assignment for everyone in this room. And it is crafted to the particular of how God wants you to end. The truth of the matter is we're all going to finish. But how are you going to finish? You gonna finish sloppy? Or are you gonna finish strong like the child of God that you are? God said it's necessary to the kingdom 
that you finish well. But you can choose to finish like a fool. You can choose to finish like a prodigal son. You can choose to finish like a papa. You can choose to finish like an orphan. But as for me, I'm going to finish my course the way that God designed for me. Tell somebody it's necessary. Verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Look at this, y'all. Look at Jesus' Jesus's focus. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and despised the shame and is now, is now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He's saying, I need you to run your race and be focused. Because Jesus, our elder brother, was so focused on redeeming us back that he went through crucifixion. He, know, he, he, he prayed a prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, God, is there any other way? Jesus, Jesus, y'all, tried to negotiate his way out of dying. He was all God and he was all man. Have you ever been there where you try to negotiate your way out of something with God? Well, God, what if I do this? Well, God, what if I just don't call him no more? What if I just text him rather than call him? God said, I told you to burn it up and dispose of it. Don't be like an aching. Don't keep it for another purpose. God said, destroy it. Oh, God, that's a word for somebody in this room. Tell somebody to destroy it. God told him sometime when you go into that camp, you're going to win, but I want you to utterly destroy That means it shouldn't even be recognizable. Burn it down to the ground. And God is saying that I'm the author and I'm the finisher. That's right, baby. He said, I'm the author, meaning I originated the plan, but I'm also the finisher. God said, I'm the closer. When you've done all you can do, <laughs> having an all to stand, stand with your loins girded. Just stand. God said, and I'm going to come in and I'm going to close the deal. I'm going to finish what I started. If you're in the spot where I called you to be, if you're doing what I've called you to do, if you, if you have held on with your most holy faith, God said, I will come in and I'm going to finish. What I started. Me, uh, we and the men, we, we, we were together this morning. And all the men of God, you should have came. We're going we're gonna to gonna tell you about the next opportunity that we're going to have. But we got together and we were just encouraging each other in the Lord. And God just reminded me of when, when, God, when God told David, he said, look, there's an army that, you, that, 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 that they've been planning, they've been plotting against you. And I want you to stand at the top of the valley. And when you're standing at the top of the valley, I want you to do something unconventional. I want you to turn your back to the enemy. Now that is crazy. That defies logic and convention. Especially when you are a natural born fighter. See, David was a fighter, y'all. He, he couldn't do nothing else. He could fight. Can you turn your back 
when you know there are enemies behind you. You can hear the horses and you can hear the chariots. And your, and, and your, and, and, and your, your, your instinct is to fight back. Anybody ever been there with your instinct is to strike them back? Oh, God. Lie about me, you got a problem. Talk about me, call me out my name, you got a problem. But God said, turn your back. Let me tell you something. The, the show of your power is not always executing it. The show that you have real power is that you have power under control. Can you turn your back when you hear all this chatter, all the, all the chariots, all the stuff? He said, I don't want you to listen to the chatter and nor the chatter. He said, I want you to listen for the wind in the tops of the trees. Woo! That means I, I can't focus God. I'm listening for your wind. I'm, the wind represents the spirit of God. I'm listening for when you say to move. I'm listening for when you say to jump. I'm listening for the when you say to start the business. I am listening for the wind to blow. But meanwhile, you got to ignore the chatter. Can you have some noise cancellation? Can, can you cancel out the background noise and focus in? Can you focus in on the wind that's about to blow? He said, and when you hear the wind in the tops of the trees, then you have permission to execute your power. And then your ending will be like I designed it to be. Everybody stand. Tell somebody beside you. Tell somebody God has a good ending for you. Tell them, man, it's necessary to the kingdom of God. But tell them, tell them, stand still. Tell them, stand still. Don't move until you hear the wind blow. Don't move till you hear the wind blow. When they heard that wind, when they heard the wind whistle through the tops of the trees, the word of God says they utterly destroyed every enemy because God had went before them. We've been trying to do things without the spirit of God, without the green light of God. We've been trying, we talked about that as men this morning, trying to do things in our own strength, in our own ability, in our own know-how, in our own smarts. We're leaning on our degrees and our street smarts and all this stuff. But God said, if you just wait on the wind, if you will wait for the wind to blow through the tops of the trees, it signifies that I'm moving in a, in a higher dimension. So now you can move in this dimension. Let it be done on earth as it is. When heaven makes a decision to move, that's your time to move. Don't you split your, your, your big lips to talk. Don't you say nothing. Don't you do nothing until you got a confirmation that a move has been made in the spirit. 
and her husband died and her brother-in-law died and the father-in-law died and they said we, we might as well go home and the, 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 uh, Naomi told her y'all might as well go home I can't take care of you and she said no there is something about you Naomi that, is, that my future is attached to and so I can't leave when you lodge I'm going to lodge when you worship I'm going to worship when you die that's where I want to be buried because my future is attached to you God has shown me that. But all those things were necessary to get this little girl from Moab into a field so that Boaz could see her gleaning in the field. Everybody stops there. But the fact of the matter is process of being in royalty because she ended up being the grandmother of Jesse Jesse was the father of David and out of the house of David Jesus was born and that was the necessary ending You got to understand that we are out here playing checkers and God is playing chess. He's making moves. He's putting you in places. He won't leave you. He won't let you leave that job yet because there's somebody you got to impact. Come on, y'all. We said, oh God, get me out of here. I can't. God said, if you would just stay still for a little bit, you, you told me to use you. Come on now. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. I would have been. No, the God said, I'm using you. Now be quiet. The tool does not have a decision on how it's used. Sometimes when you don't have a hammer, you'll find a screwdriver and hit the thing in. It's still being a tool used. God has a necessary ending for you. I don't want you to get weary in well-doing. Tell your neighbor, don't get weary in well-doing. How many know the doing well will wear you out? It'd be easier. And we know people that take the, they take the wicked route. They take the shortcut. God said, doing well, doing the right thing. Walking in integrity and righteousness will wear you out. But he said you will reap in due season. All he asks you to do is don't faint. You might get wobbly, but don't faint. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, don't faint. Cry if you need to. Yell in a pillar. 
They got these things now. These you can pay to go in the destruction room. You can just go and just tear everything up. Pay, pay, go do one. Go on Groupon and go and go go to one of those rooms and just tear stuff up. But don't you dare faint. Test, but don't give up. Because there's a necessary ending for you. Anybody believe that in this place? That God has a necessary ending, and it does not yet appear. What I shall be. <laughs> but at the end of a thing, I'm going to be just like him. Lift up my eyes to the hill. For what's come at my help. All my help comes from God. Can somebody lift your hand and thank him that he's sending help to you right now? we thank you Lord that you're sending help to your people that our ending concerns you that the way we finish concerns you the thing that you started in us God it concerns you it matters to you Lord forgive us for accusing you of, 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 of leaving us desolate and orphaned in a barren land God we knew all along that even when we did not feel you God you were there Lord, Paul said, if I make my bed in hell, God, you were there. If I ascend to the highest height, if I go to the deepest part of the ocean, God, you are there. Even when we did not feel you, even when we did not hear you, even when we could not perceive that you are around us, God, you were there. You were there, God, you were there. Thank you, Lord, for never leaving us. Thank you, Lord, that you are reminding us today, Lord, that you care about how we end. You care about how we finish. You care about how this situation we go through, that we're going through ends and resolves, God. We know that you glory in us having victory. You're a good father, and you want to see your, and it is the father's good pleasure to give good gifts to his children. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, today as a reminder that you have not forgiven, you have not for, uh, forsaken us. You have not forgotten about us. But you care about our ending. And you're giving us what we need to endure what you called us to go through. God, we pray for our neighbor. Can you hold hands? God, we pray for our neighbor. Let they stand in their most holy faith. That they won't give up. That they won't give in. That they endure hardness. Thank you, Lord, for letting us make it through this year. A tumultuous year. Lord, it has still been a fulfilled year. Lord, for you fulfilled something in us. That is getting us ready for where you're taking us. So, Lord, we thank you. We ask you, Lord, to bless the hands that we hold. We're not going to ask for material things. We're going to ask, pray for their faith, God. That the faith doesn't fail, Lord. For it's through faith that we're going to obtain what we need according to the path that you have us on, God. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. That there'll be no more depression. There'll be no more second guessing. There'll be no more accusation against ourselves and against you, God. Lord, that we forgive ourselves. Lord, for being tricked by the enemy. We forgive ourselves. We forgive ourselves, God for not holding on. We forgive ourselves. We release ourselves from the guilt of what we did not do. Lord, so you can get us in a position to prepare us for where you're taking us. Lord, we're so excited. 
because this may be the end of a chapter, but it's not the end of the story. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, that an ending is coming. An ending is coming. The end of that tunnel, we see a light, Lord, and it's not a train coming to run us over. God, but it is your shining light of glory. Lord, that you're taking us to new heights, to new levels. And Lord, we thank you. We love you. And we adore you. We thank you. We bless you. And we're so excited about what you are in the midst and in the process of doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, somebody give God a praise. Hug somebody and say, God has a necessary ending for you. Yeah, tell, them, tell somebody, you matter to the kingdom. Come on, tell them, you matter, you matter, you matter, you matter, you matter. Come on, tell them, you matter and your ending matters. Come on, tell somebody, you matter. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.